Welcome to The Shaleen Show, where we talk about all things related to life. If you're just listening for the very first time, you can expect topics from hormones to caring for elderly parents, parenting, friendships, mental health issues like ADHD, anxiety, and just about any subject you can think of related to relationships, we've covered it on this show. But we also keep it very light, especially on Fridays and occasionally on Mondays and Wednesdays. Today is just that sort of episode. I'm going to share with you some suggestions of things you might want to watch. These are, of course, my opinion. I'm going to share with you why I think you might like it or not like it. I'm also going to tell you where you can find it because it used to be we were just talking about Netflix, but now there's so many different streaming services. So I will try to tip you off and let you know where to find these documentaries. And I have some good ones for you. Woo! Do I have some good ones? All right, let's get to it. First up is one I did not want to watch. I kept putting it off because I knew I needed to watch it. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you know there's bad news to be had and part of you just wants to stay blissfully unaware. Well, that's how I felt when I heard everyone start talking about this latest documentary called Not So Pretty. You can find this on HBO Max. It is a documentary that takes a look at the makeup foundation skincare, nails, all of the things that we put on our bodies, ladies, especially us, but men too, and how the United States is, surprise, surprise, the worst of the worst. Like the ingredients that are banned, outlawed, known to be carcinogenic in every other country in the world. Here in the United States, the FDA is like, well, listen, if Johnson & Johnson says that it's okay, we should just take them at their word. Okay, I also like the way that they did this series. So each episode is devoted to a different area of beauty. So one is hair, one is nails, one is skincare, and one is makeup. And they're all kind of upsetting, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Like each one, <sighs> so there's an app that I would recommend you download called Think Dirty. And each one, I would start thinking about the products I'm using if I didn't see it featured on there. And I would enter it into this app called Think Dirty and look at the scores. And it's just like, oh, gosh, now I've got to replace that. And I have done this in the past. So many of the products I'd already replaced and I knew about it. But then there's some that have crept back in. And there are some products that I just never really looked at because I just, I guess I kind of assumed they probably weren't great for me. And I was trying to stay blissfully unaware for me personally, one that's a big deal is the self-tanner that I use or had been using and the body blur, which is kind of like a, a body makeup. So sometimes if I haven't had a chance to self-tan, my legs are so, so painfully, iridescently, translucent white. I mean, I'm not joking. It could definitely blind you. My legs, my body is so naturally white, but I usually am using some kind of self-tanner on myself. But if I'm not using a self-tanner or I you know, just haven't had time to do it and we're going to go on a date night and I don't want my legs to be translucent white, I will either wear, I really love fishnets. I think fishnets are super cute. They're still, you know, nylons are not in style. So I'll either do a fishnet or I'll use body blur on my legs. Well, I've used Dermablend and I've used Sally Hansen legs. Sally Hansen legs, I'm just going to tell you, horrible score. Horrible score. So I had to stop using that and I've, I haven't received it yet. But since watching this documentary, I searched to see, is there anyone who makes a body blur that 
has decent ingredients, like healthier ingredients or less toxic ingredients, I guess you could say. I found one. It was really hard to find a place that sold it. I found it on Nordstrom.com, and it's called Vida Liberata, L-I-B-E-R-A-T-A. I don't know if it works. We'll see. All I do know is it has better ingredients, probably the healthiest of all the ingredients that I could search for. I've also done some research since watching this documentary to find a non-toxic self-tanner. And that goes by the name of, again, I haven't used either of these yet. I've just ordered them. But the reviews are really high in terms of their efficiency. Beauty by Earth. And Beauty by Earth has a really good score on a whole bunch of different products. Anyways, you can check all of your ingredients by downloading a couple of different apps. But I find the one that's got the most products on it is called Think Dirty. It doesn't have all products on it. It's like not great in terms of their search bar. You know, so the thing is, I'll search for a product and it doesn't show up any results. And then I find a couple of different ways to search for it. And then suddenly it shows up. So I think their search bar just isn't that advanced. So don't give up. Search for your ingredients. Search for your product name there. But back to this documentary. (sighs) Do I think you need to watch it? I do. I really, really do. Especially if you have young daughters or young girls who use cheap makeup. The cheap makeup is basically you're just putting asbestos directly on your skin. We're allowing young girls to, especially like, you know how that's a fun thing as an aunt to buy my little nieces is play makeup. Well, what I'm really buying them is play colored asbestos. So that's going to change. Basically, little girls, if they're going to be playing in makeup, they should be playing in mom's non-organic, non-toxic makeup because otherwise you're literally exposing them to asbestos, cancer-causing agents. And I think this is going to end up being something far bigger than we ever realized. I think we are going to see massive class action lawsuits against these companies that have been hiding and creating a, a shell game to then bankrupt a company so that if you're trying to sue them for cancer causing ingredients that they knew about, like, you know, that company is bankrupt. It's a whole thing. There's so much corruption. Bottom line is this. I think the new up and coming founders are going to be young men and young women who grew up caring about organic, non-toxic ingredients. And they're going to start these little companies. And those are the companies that we're going to want to buy from because they actually do care. They have authenticity and transparency. You know, Sierra's starting her own beauty line, simple little plug here for boyish beauty. And that has been a really important part of the process for her. Like she's gone through this. I mean, I'm so proud of my daughter, if I may, for just a moment. Like what she's learned about the beauty industry and how many, quote unquote, influencers just slap their name on something that's already been manufactured, that's already has an ingredient or a recipe. And Sierra owns her formulation. Her formulation was really, really important to her that it was specifically hers. And it takes a lot longer. It's much more expensive to create a non-toxic beauty line, but that's a whole nother story. All right. So to summarize, this is one you need to watch. And while you're watching it, you need to understand that perfection is not possible. You just want to make improvements. You don't have to make them all in one day. You don't have to throw away all of your products. But I think it starts with awareness and knowledge. And then we just decide one product at a time, how to find something to replace it that's non-toxic that actually works. Special thanks to Organifi for sponsoring this edition of The Shaleen Show. I know I've talked about my favorite Organifi products. What I love about Organifi is 
my diet isn't perfect, even though I, you know, try to eat as healthy as possible. I try to eat unprocessed foods, but no matter how perfect you are, like you have to live your life and I don't really want to track every single nutrient. So of those things that are really important, I make sure I supplement. And frankly, I feel like I take a lot of pills and capsules for my supplements. So it's nice to have something that can just mix with water and it tastes delicious and I can improve my immune system or I can improve my brain health or I can support a deeper level of rest and sleep. And so that's why I love the Organifi products. I'll tell you the three that are my top favorites. I mix a packet of Pure and a packet of Immunity into my water a couple times a day. And sometimes in the evening, not every night, but sometimes I will have a Organifi Gold Chocolate. It is a mix. It's like a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. It doesn't taste like mushrooms. It really tastes like kind of an earthy hot chocolate. And it just is very calming, helps you to sleep a little deeper. Anyways, they have a whole host of 100% USDA certified organic ingredients with many of the nutrients that your diet might be missing that can improve your brain health, your immune system, and many other areas. So check them out. You get 20% off when you use code Shaleen. When you go to Organifi, I'll spell it, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. Again, that's 20% off when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. And it's a wonderful way to support the show. All right, next up is a series that you will find on Netflix called Jimmy Seville. Trigger warning on this one, there's definitely some very heavy topics, including child pornography, child sexual abuse, but they don't go into graphic detail like some of the other episodes. In fact, I I don't think they do. They certainly don't in the beginning episodes. It's long, but you're just, you are going to be watching this documentary and going, what in the world? Are you kidding me? So he is this man who basically was more popular than anyone you could think of in the UK. Like this man groomed the entire nation. The whole nation was in love with this man. And he's so weird and so creepy and so gross. You're like, what is wrong with everyone in Great Britain? Like, what were y'all thinking? Because this guy, I mean, from the moment he shows up on screen, you're like, psychopath. That's what I keep thinking. Like, how in the world was he able to so convincingly get royalty and celebrities and professionals and charities and the whole world to not only fall in love with him, but stay in love with him for decades and decades and decades. So they kind of follow his journey from the early 60s as a DJ, as this like weird wackadoodle DJ into just I don't know what to call him other than like a total national icon. And he did the same thing that Cosby did, where they're doing so much good that even though people are like, huh, something doesn't seem right, you almost feel gaslit, if that makes sense, because the rest of the world loves this person. And they just, they do like so much good to create a distraction from all of their evil deeds. And this dude is an evil dude. And it really didn't come out until after his death, unfortunately. So this is another one of those fascinating documentaries where you realize that people get so mesmerized by power and celebrity and kind of groupthink. Like if everyone thinks this person is amazing, then shouldn't we all think that they are amazing? It's very cult-like. It's interesting. You'll enjoy it. 
growing up, from the time I was a little girl, I was obsessed with watching old movies, and I fell in love with Marilyn Monroe. Like, I would paint her, I would draw her. You know, I was kind of an artist as a kid. I had posters of her on my walls. My mom and dad would buy me, like, coffee table books about Marilyn Monroe. Like, I was fascinated by her. I wanted to know everything about her life. So I was really excited to see when Netflix had released the new Mystery of Marilyn Monroe. It's called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes. And it's a really fascinating look around Marilyn's life but in a, a super unique way, a way I've never seen done before. The gentleman who did the documentary, I forget his name now at the moment, but for the last four decades, he has been interviewing people around Marilyn, like her close friends, other actresses and actors and people we've never heard from before. And the documentaries put together where you're hearing some of these interviews on tape. Now, you don't see video footage of these interviews, but I thought that that's what we were watching because they do such a remarkable job production-wise of recreating the scenes and then hiring actors and actresses to basically lip-dub the conversations on tape. But then they also made that footage feel really grainy and from the period in which he was probably interviewing that person. So you literally feel like you're watching these people get interviewed live Oh, gosh, it's so good. And there's over 650 interviews. You just hear like little bits and pieces of them. And they do such a great job of, I think, telling her life story and helping you to understand why she was such a sad character and why she was also had something special. Like people talk about her being without makeup, with a headscarf on, in the backseat of a car with a friend who wasn't famous and they would just like pull up to get gas and, you know, even covered up and dressed dowdy, people would notice her. Like people just couldn't help but feel her energy. And I do think there are those people who have this aura. You can't help it. Like they're meant to be famous. It doesn't matter who they met or how it happened. They were meant to be known by the world. And she was one of those people, I believe. The documentary seeks to understand what happened around her death. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but by the end, you're going to hear from people that were there that we've never heard from before. Your jaw is going to be on the floor, but you're also going to say, oh, that makes sense. It's not one of those crazy conspiracy theory kind of things. Like it's all going to make sense. Highly recommended that one. Okay. This one, everybody in your family is going to love for so many reasons. I'll tell you why in just a moment. It's on Apple TV and it's called They Call Me Magic. And it's the story that you have never really heard in quite this way about Magic Johnson. Obviously, he's a star. And I kind of reluctantly agreed to watch this documentary knowing that it would be super interesting to Brett. I wasn't sure if I would find it that interesting. I mean, I like magic, but like, you know, it's sports. You know what I'm saying? But I was so into this because there's a love story there. And if you grew up in the 90s or even in the 80s, there's so many things you're going to be like, I remember that. Oh, my gosh. And if, you know, you want to watch this with your kids or your spouse and if they're into sports, they're going to love it for all those reasons, too. But it just brings you back to the AIDS epidemic and you just see a side of magic in his family and his relationship with Cookie, his relationship with his siblings, which is really cool, his whole family. You know, his two sons. I don't, does he just have two sons? But one of them is an EJ. He's come out as gay and he talks about like when he knew that and explaining that, he, you know, he went to his mom first and wasn't quite sure how to, how to go to magic and tell him. And 
it just it's super relatable. You understand how and why he's so good at business. And I just learned so much more about him. But again, what I really loved about it was their very honest love story. And they didn't paint it like this perfect picture. You know, it was really messy. And they talked about how hard it was when they discovered that he had HIV, but it was during the AIDS epidemic. And it's a really solid series. And it's way more than just the story of a great athlete. All right, let's talk Murder in Madison on HBO. This one is perhaps the best documentary series I have seen in I don't know how long. Like, this one is so good. Rarely have I ever, like, we usually watch documentaries at night. You know, we'll watch like an hour's worth. This one has you on the edge of your seat, needing to know what happens to the extent that we woke up the next day on a weekday and like, we have to watch this next episode. You know, we just set work aside for like an hour. I have to know what happens next. There's so many reasons why this is an amazing series. So first of all, it's about a murder mystery, but this is far from your typical true crime murder story where they you know, spend too much time on the gruesome details of the murder or too much time on the perpetrator. This is a story about a family and all of the deep, dark secrets and layers that we often don't realize. I don't know if this is true for you guys. We don't even realize those layers were there all along until you're an adult. The story takes place in Middle Beach or on Middle Beach Road in Madison, Connecticut. It's 2010, so not too long ago. And the woman who was murdered, her name is Barbara Beach Hamburg. Well, it's an unsolved murder. Her son is in college and he's in a documentary class and he decides he wants to do a documentary around his mom's murder, like to see if he could ever figure out who did it. I would say, I think it's like 2014 that he starts, you know, filming this documentary. And it's interesting. So when you first start watching this series, you're going to go like, oh, this is not that great because you're literally watching the footage that he probably filmed on his iPhone in 2014 when he didn't know anything about what he was doing, wasn't a documentary filmmaker. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's still really raw. And that's what I think is part of the appeal of it is he's young when he starts filming it and he just starts investigating and talking to members of his family and focusing on all of the people who were possible suspects. And throughout the process, he's getting older and wiser and the production value just keeps getting better and better and better. And you're going to freaking fall in love with this kid. I mean, I'm obsessed. I just think he's the most amazing human. This documentary was done so well. Each and every episode, you're going to be like, Okay, well, I don't know why there's another episode because I know who did it. It is so clear who did it. This person did it. And you will feel so convinced that you know who committed this murder. And each episode, you're going to be surprised. But at the same time, I don't know, there's something familiar about all the dysfunction and layers and jealousies and fractured relationships and history of family. Like it's so well done. Unlike a lot of other true crimes where you feel like you couldn't watch it before you go to bed because it's like too scary or too gruesome, it's it's not that. It really isn't. It's just, it's really understanding all of the people who were in her life and what was going on in her life that maybe other people didn't know about, at least her children didn't know about. I'm not going to give any more of the details away, but let me just say it's a really good documentary. I will tell you this. I say it's the best documentary I've seen 
in a long time. Brett disagrees with me because he did not like, he was very upset once we got to the end. And I'm just going to leave you with that. He claims that the best show that we've watched recently is one that many of you told me about after the last time I did an episode like this. You guys are like, I can't believe you didn't include pieces of her. So we started watching pieces of her. Now, I normally wouldn't watch this show. It's on Netflix because it's not a documentary. It's a scripted series. It's an eight-part series. The first series starts with this kind of violent scene. And by the way, this is one you don't want to watch with kids. But there's the opening scene is this violent act, and the mom behaves in a way that's kind of surprising. And then it's the relationship between her adult daughter. I think she's like young, like maybe in her 20s. And her mother and her daughter, like figuring out everything that she never knew about her mother's past. This series is done so exceptionally well. The acting is amazing. Your heart will be pounding the entire time. You will be hooked immediately. One thing I personally really liked about it is typically in a series like this, it's always the dad who's living the secret life, who's like an undercover badass. I really loved that this series, it was really about the women, but that doesn't detract from it at all. Like Brett was fully obsessed. We never go to bed like past 11 ever. And that's because of him. Like I would stay up all night, but he was like, we can't go to bed. We can't go to bed. Like there were a couple of nights where we stayed up and ruined our sleep score because we needed to see the next episode. This is one of those, you know, scripted series where you find yourself I found myself yelling at the TV like, why are you doing that? Are you kidding me? And then Brett would remind me, it's not real. It's not a real person. So if you like scripted shows, you like drama, you like murder mysteries, you'll love this one. Next up also on Netflix is White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Amber Crombie and Fitch. So this really is an interesting look back on the early 2000s. So there's a lot of nostalgia. Like you'll be watching go like, oh my gosh, I remember. I remember that. I remember when we dressed like that. I remember those posters. I remember that store. And it's the interesting tale of what happened to this brand. I don't know. Is this brand even, are they still even a thing? But it's fascinating to understand how they basically created this huge, sexy, mysterious brand off of young, white, hot teenagers. And a lot of those teenagers, you remember the ones like they show, if you remember going past the store in the early 2000s, like it was really super dark inside and it always smelled like Abercrombie and Fitch cologne. And there was always super loud music. And they talk about like why they did all of that, why they did things like covering their front windows where you couldn't look in and see the merchandise, what you saw were these giant posters of these overly sexualized teenagers, like a lot of, you know, young men with like ripped hard, rock hard abs and their pants slung so low that you're like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? Then they go back and they interview a lot of these models who now just look like normal human beings. And it's really fascinating to see how much, thankfully, times have changed. Like you're going to learn how they scheduled their staff based on how attractive they were or their race, their hair color, their hairstyle, like their body type. It's kind of crazy. Very, very cringe. It's definitely an interesting retrospective. Is that what you call it? But it's not like one of those super deep, hard to follow documentaries. You, you can play on your phone while you're watching this one in the background. Next up on HBO, The Invisible Pilot. 
This is a good one. Another one where you're like, wow, I was not expecting that. It's a three-part documentary series by an award-winning filmmaker. It's a true story. It's a story of this young guy who's a pilot. He's, I think it's his first marriage, but he had one child from a previous marriage, if I'm not mistaken. And then then he gets remarried. They're like madly in love. He's got this lucrative career as a pilot. And then suddenly things go wrong. And without giving away too much information, he decides to jump off a bridge. And then, you know, his kids, his family, I feel like one of his daughters was maybe there when it happened in the car or something. I can't remember that part. But you go back and hear the children's perspective about knowing that their father did this and growing up without him and then learning all of these things later about his crazy life that they had no idea. This one is going to blow your mind. It's really interesting. And it's a true story. (laughs) It's a true story. It just makes you wonder about the people who live next door. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now let's talk about something very light and foolish, just garbage TV, but the kind of garbage TV that you can't turn off. And that would be a new series called The Ultimatum on Netflix. So if you ever watched Love is Blind and you enjoyed it, you have to watch The Ultimatum. And you will be screaming at your TV from the moment you turn it on. You will be thinking to yourself, what is wrong with our youth? What is wrong with these people? What are they doing? And, but yet, kind of like a train wreck, you will not be able to turn away. The premise is six couples all come together. And in each of these couples, there's one partner who has given the other partner an ultimatum. So in most instances, they've been dating for quite a while. And one of the partners is like, we need to get married. And if we don't, then I'm gone. Okay, so all six couples have the same dynamic. They put them together in a house for like three days. And they tell them, okay, In the next three days, you have to pick someone else in this house to go and live with them as your, quote, pseudo partner, like your, you know, married partner. And you'll be living with this now stranger. You're going to be living with them as a spouse for three weeks. And then you'll come back together with the partner who gave you the ultimatum and you'll live together with them for three weeks. And at the end of that three weeks, then you're going to have to make a decision if, in fact, you want to marry that person. You know, does it sound absolutely ridiculous, so stupid already from the start? I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm not even going to watch this. This is the dumbest show. It has nothing to do with my morals. This is everything that's wrong with society right now. But I started watching like the first 10 minutes. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm in. I just have to see what happens. Like I said, it's a train wreck. So you, you can't turn it off the entire time you are saying to yourself, what is wrong with this person? What is wrong with them? Like, you really do find yourself having a dialogue with these on the TV. Sorry, no offense, but like, really? Anyways, it is still kind of interesting. And there are these like, exciting connections that start to happen where you're like, well, I'm so glad they went on the show because this person was not meant to be with the person they came. Holy cow, they've just found their soulmate. Like, They must have done a lot of psychological profiling before the show. There's no way they just put six random couples together and this many love connections. It's kind of crazy. I will say this. You will not be able to predict even if you make it all the way to the finale. The finale is the biggest shocker of all. And 
I don't think you're going to predict the outcome of even one of these relationships. And that's kind of fun. So that is my lighthearted trash TV pick of this episode. And sometimes you need that kind of an episode to cleanse the palate before you go to bed. That's how we are anyway. Sometimes I'll pick a documentary and Brett's like, we're watching this before we go to bed. Are you kidding me? I'm going to have nightmares and there's no way we're going to have sexy time. So we will often have like a heavy documentary and then we'll like cleanse our mental palate by watching something like The Ultimatum. And my next pick definitely falls in that category. It's called Hillsong, A Megachurch Exposed. I just want to preface this before I tell you about this show. I know some Christians really, really hate that I would recommend a show like this, but I'm, I'm a Christian too. And I think what we have to all recognize is that power corrupts people. And unfortunately, there's a lot of very corrupt, powerful people in any large, powerful organization. That includes organized religion. That includes big business. That includes big pharma. That includes politics. You know, wherever there's a potential for power and money, you're going to find corruption. I say that because many people point to stories like this and say, like, that's why I have a problem with Christianity. But then you can watch another show or hear about another scandal with another religion or, or any other organization, and you'll see that same corruption. I think what's important to recognize is that there is religion, and then there's religiosity, right? And there's a lot of empirical evidence that shows that religiosity, that is a bigger problem than just religious affiliation. I've certainly been studying this a lot in the last couple of weeks. But the religiosity is what can impact the level of corruption, kind of like that documentary called The Way Down. I mentioned that the last time I talked about shows. The Way Down was a, a religion, supposedly, all based around this one woman whose belief was if you just prayed hard enough to God, you could lose weight. And basically, you were more loved by God if you ate less. It's like the Church of Anorexia. Anyways, okay, so back to the Hillsong documentary. The Hillsong documentary is interesting because there was a very, very famous celebrity pastor who was all over the news about a year ago. His name is Carl Lentz. And he's one of these, you know, mega church, super young, charismatic, uber hip, like dresses really cool, hangs out with all the young, cool celebrities, Kardashians, Biebers, you know, and he was this huge draw for the Hillsong Church. Then there's this major sex scandal. Surprise, surprise. And he's had an affair. They dig into that in the first couple of episodes. And that's interesting. You understand his evolution. You hear from past members about abuse and cover-ups at this like star-studded megachurch. They actually interview the woman that Carl Lentz had the affair with. But I'm here to tell you, that's not even the jaw-dropping part of this documentary. When you find out the origins of this church and the things that they covered up, you're just going to be dumbfounded, or maybe you won't. Maybe we've just gotten to a point where we have heard so much of this. I just pray that we're in a different era. I feel like we are, where these things would never be covered up today. But to find out that they, not too many years ago, they were, is, is sad and shocking. But again, I, I just want to remind everybody, it happens wherever there is extreme power. And when it comes to religion, 
I don't think it's necessarily the religion so much as, as it is a particular sect or church, an insulated community, and sometimes even just the religiosity of a family within one of those small communities. Anyways, that's like a whole nother podcast we could do about corruption and how quick certain communities are to look the other way, to justify, to rationalize, to deny, and sometimes to defend practices and people that just put oftentimes women and children in these horribly vulnerable, submissive, abusive relationships in the name of religion, or sometimes in the name of money, or sometimes in the name of both. I also think it's important to remember, anytime you're watching a documentary, you are watching one storyteller's side of the story. They go into it with a perspective. They go into it with a, an agenda. They go into it with an angle. And I'm not saying that you know anything that was in this documentary wasn't true. I'm saying like of all of these documentaries, I'm sure there's somebody for every single documentary that I just recommended who's going to say, that's not how it went down. That's, they left out this. They forgot this. They painted this in a very unflattering way. They didn't give you this research. They didn't tell you this side of the story. So I think that's important to remember because sometimes we see, oh, it's a documentary. Therefore, it must be true. And I can think of so many documentaries specifically around nutrition that I have watched and then later gone into a deep dive or even hired a team of registered dietitians to say how much of this is is truthful, how much of this is outdated or cherry-picked information, like what is legit here. And I can't tell you how many of those nutrition documentaries I watched thinking like, okay, I need to change my stance on this or that, and then allowed credible people to do their research only to find, yeah, no, that was not even close to the whole story. I say that because you need to remind yourself that every time you watch a documentary. It is one person's well-funded, highly produced version of the story. Okay, and the last one that I'll reference, I've heard exactly that about this documentary, that it's part of the story, but it's not like the whole story. Again, this one dips back into the early 2000s, late 1990s, when you will remember late night TV, especially MTV, there were always these ads for Girls Gone Wild. Remember? The girls like pulling up their shirts and screaming at bars or parties or whatever and like this random film crew filming them. This documentary, which appears on TNT, the documentary is called Girls Gone Wild Exposed, The Truth About Joe Francis. The odd thing about this guy, here we go again with celebrities getting caught up in corruption and fame and money, is there were so many celebrities who just like totally kissed this guy's butt, like always were hanging out with him. I never got, like, I remember this guy and I remember thinking like, what a, sorry, D word, like I can't, gross. This guy is disgusting. You, could, I don't know. I could just sense it. And I always thought it was very strange that so many celebrities hung out with him. But you, when you watch this documentary, you understand why. Like He was very generous with his money and his jets and his properties, and people wanted to be associated with that. And it is kind of crazy when you find out how many women's lives were destroyed, not just from lifting up their shirts and showing their breasts you know, at a Bar, crazy bar scene on spring break, but the things that happened that we didn't see in the commercials and the things that these young girls were coerced into doing on camera, 
in trailers in just for them to get footage. And it's just, it's sad and it's disgusting. And you're going to hear a lot of allegations about him. He did go to jail. There's some crazy things that happened to him. This one guy that broke into his apartment, held him hostage and basically tortured Joe Francis in the way that he felt Joe Francis had tortured women. That was pretty interesting. It's dark and Like I've said many times in the past, I love very dark, very evil topics. And it's not because I like evil. I think for whatever reason, it makes me feel more prepared. It makes me feel like I'm more aware of how to look for red flags. It helps me to realize that there is an evolutionary process that's happening, hopefully. It helps me to feel more empathetic towards people who've been victimized. I like to be scared and shocked, but like in a controlled way. I like the mystery. I like the adrenaline rush. I like being in shock. I like being in awe. And I also like trying to process or make sense of human behavior that is nonsensical. So for whatever reason, that helps me to feel like I'm better prepared in the world, like I'm more informed. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Some people, it's just too upsetting, and I get it. And that's why I try to include some fascinating, interesting, lighter recommendations for you. I hope that you've enjoyed these. Again, it's not to say that I'm endorsing any of them. I'm just sharing what it is we've watched and why we might have found them interesting, intriguing, or fascinating. All documentaries, again, are just one person's side of the story. doesn't necessarily mean they are factual. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I love you, I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. Look at you. You made it all the way to the end. That's awesome. If you love this episode, which I'm sure you did, why don't you go leave Shaleen a review? She would love to know which episode it was and why you liked it. What hit home with you? Shaleen literally reads every single review. She loves hearing your feedback and she uses your comments and your ideas for future episodes. So go leave a review and while you're at it, could you check to make sure you're subscribed? That way you will never miss a single episode of The Shaleen Show, which we release on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every single week. Now, if you need a little bit more podcasting to fill up your time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, did you know that Shaleen has another podcast that she co-hosts with her son, Brock? Yep, she does. It's called Build Your Tribe. And that podcast is all about business and marketing, but also devoted to helping you make more money so you can live more life. If you need Shaleen all the time and you're the ultimate lifer then you have got to check out the Shaleen show on patreon Shaleen is so personal she spills the tea on everything that she can't on her regular podcast and you also get bread completely unedited unfiltered and hilariously confident about everything you can find it at patreon.com forward slash the Schleen show. Anyways, thanks for listening. And remember anything that we reference in this episode, including the links to our show sponsors and links to the other podcasts can be found in the show notes below. <laughs>